0: More wins, which also means more records for this Florida Panthers team. On today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Jacob Winans returns on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. where We're going to discuss the Florida Panthers' 3-2 to overtime road win against the New York Islanders uh, on Tuesday night. And we're going to talk about some personal records as well sir, for the captain, Sasha Barkoff, all on today's episode of the Locked On. Florida Panthers Podcast.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And welcome into this Wednesday, April 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the national show On NHL and the Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So another win, another record for the Florida Panthers. Now with this win tonight, a three to two win over the New York Islanders. It is now a franchise record for road wins for this Florida Panthers team after starting four, four and four on the road. Uh, through the first three months of the season, almost going a whole month without a road win, and then in the in one of the months they only had only one road win, um, and that was a uh, road game against the Arizona Coyotes. So it was a uh, it was tough for this Florida Panthers team early on to get their game established on the road, and then 2020 hits, and then everything starts to click together. I mean, again, this Florida Panthers team in their first 12 games only had a goal differential of minus one on the road so this team was just bound to get it together on on the road and now with a franchise record of 23 wins on the road they're now they're also now tied for the league lead in points with 116 with the Colorado Avalanche so it's Wednesday, which means a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, I got to bring in the I got to bring in the guy whose uh, theme name is uh for this uh episode of the podcast, bring in Jacob Winans from uh pantherparkway.com. Uh Jacob, welcome back to the show and great to be celebrating yet another win for these cats. Yeah, that that one was
1: nice. Um we always love beating the Islanders given the history. Um and to, to sweep the season series against them is big. Uh, Barkov really carried the team tonight. And, um, yeah, it's good to see them grind one out. We we haven't seen them tested like that a ton. So to see them grind one out like that in a low-scoring affair, getting goalied, it's a big one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Eli Sorokin going 39-42 of 42 in this one. I'm, I mean, this game kind of had – it kind of reminded me of the Anaheim game all over again. Where they were challenging John Gibson early, and and then um, and then just getting so many shots on control the possession, and then it was uh, it was it felt like it was happening all over again, uh, with the Panthers against Elias Sorokin. I mean, only his second season in the league, and he has seven shutouts for this uh, New York Islanders team. I mean, it's been a tough season for this um, this Islanders team, but he's been the definite bright spot of, for the Isles, but. It's like, it's like, you know, when, even when the goalie is performing well for the opposition with the amount of possession that the Florida Panthers have, it's just now we're at a point where they're bound to score when they have this many shot attempts and shots on goal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sorokin stood on his
1: head tonight and there's nothing you could have asked him to do differently in this game. And um, it just goes to show the, the amount of firepower the Panthers have. And Barkov, that, the game time goal, that, that shift was just incredible. He, he was all over the place, just dominating possession, took the puck from the Islanders, who had clear break breakout chances, and, and he repeatedly took it from them. I mean, it gets to a point where, as the opposition, there's really nothing you can do differently, and they're still going to beat you. Um, so it, it's it's a really, really good time to be a Panther right now. There's, they, they seem to have uh, an ability to turn it on and off whenever they feel like it. And... Um, it's it's crazy to see that the islanders team their record does not indicate the team that that they they are right now they've won eight of their last 10 coming into tonight's game so that's a playoff team or at least playing like a playoff team at at this point in time and they have
0: playoff talent so uh, that's a big time win yeah two straight conference finals for the new york islanders of course situations with the arena COVID, and all that stuff for the isles um didn't really help them in a season like this so we're expecting the new york islanders to be in the mix next season Uh, That's for sure. But let's talk about how we were a little bit surprised um, in this one. At least I was from the start where we saw line rushes of Huberto and Barkov not being on the same line. And from from the start, from the very first shift, um, Andrew Burnett um, puts um, Barkov, Huberto and Giroux all together. He spoke about it after the game, talking about how he wanted to mix in a few things here and there right before the postseason starts. But here, and my opinion, is maybe next game they don't go to that and they try a different combination. And this is just seeing what can work now versus when game one of the postseason does eventually start. Yeah, I love
1: it. Um, it's kind of a, a tactic we've seen in the past with, with Quenville as a head coach. Um, he did this in Chicago, and obviously, Brunette, it comes from his coaching tree, so it's not entirely surprising to see him do it. Um, it's good right now in a position where you, you're you the likely favorite to clinch the East, so mix and match. See what, see what works, see what you can put together, what chemistry you can build in case you have to go to a, a different line combination come playoff time. Uh, it gives you some different looks. It gives them some chemistry, some experience together, so if they do need to do this in the playoffs, it's not brand new. Um, it's, it's, not the first time he's done this in recent games. We've seen, uh, pa- the past couple of games, he'll mix the centers. Um, we've seen him put Barkov with, the, with Marchment and Reinhardt, while Lundell was with Frehage and Duclair and, uh, Bennett went to the fourth line, Listerine went to the second line. It's just um, a lot of mixing and matching and, and, and testing out the combos. I, I really like it. And it's a good position to be doing that in.
0: Yeah. And, and, and for sure, it's, um, the, the. fact that the Panthers have that luxury and they're able to do it um, at this at this point uh, of the season as well it's such a it's such a luxury for uh, this team but even it's crazy because this uh, this uh, game was uh, what this game was as far as the shot and goal advantage even in the first period it was 12 to 4 in favor of the Panthers but those four shots that the New York Islanders have people might just see it and say, okay, the New York Islanders really didn't really challenge the Panthers. If you're just looking at the box score, but man, the New York Islanders had some great a chances on those four opportunities. A lot of mistakes from the Florida, Florida Panthers. I mean, both of the goals that the New York Islanders had, one of them came on the power play and the other one came on a delayed penalty. So a, a little bit of, um, just shooting themselves in the foot at times, but, um, but even even then, the Florida Panthers were just able to find a way through. Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: a, a couple of the the two goals that were scored were were completely off of off of self inflicted mistakes. Which again, Panthers are going to have to clean those up. Um, come playoff time, no one's expecting them to be perfect, but you just have to limit those errors because two goals in the playoffs is is different than two goals in the regular season. It's tougher to come back. Um, Honestly, when, when this happens, there's no panic in the Panthers. They just battle back and, and make up for their own mistakes, which is a quality you want to see in a in a team expecting a deep playoff run. Um, but yeah, definitely have to give some credit to Bob here tonight, too. He made first period, made some saves on grade A chances, uh, third period locked it down after that second goal and and yeah, he, he does his job and um it, it was a really solid game for him. And <laughs> we've seen lately he's having a lot of solid games, but the opposing goalie is just standing on his head so we don't look at bob's stats as much but he's he's consistently put in a, a few good uh really solid efforts the past few games so that's
0: definitely good to see mm-hmm. other players who had great games tonight for the panthers even though um they didn't get on the on the on the score sheet i mean uh, Gus Forsling uh I believe he got a secondary assist on the on the on the on the game winning goal by uh Barkov but Gus Forsling mm-hmm. was getting in in the in the shooting lanes of the Islanders as well and he's had many shot attempts and Mason Marchment there are lots of opportunities but Mason Marchment missed the net quite a few times and and but still Mason Marchment being active that third line was setting the tone early in the first period and that really even though it was they weren't the ones getting the goals necessarily they were really starting to set set that tone and really it trickled down um down the rest of the lineup as the the third the second period um came came and went and just uh they they really set that tone so uh gotta give a lot of credit to the third line
1: yeah um you mentioned Gus Forsling. He had another really good game and also took a really nasty hit from Matt Martin in the first period that had me really? a little concerned. Uh we know Martin is, is kind of a a bit of a goon, but um we'll we'll let that one go. And then um uh, the, the third line that yeah, they, they excite me, honestly. Uh Lundell being healthy between Marchmont and Reinhardt, it it just works and it's the weirdest combination. You didn't no one saw this coming beginning of the season. I, I would have been shocked if you told me that would be one of our most productive lines, but um, that, that's hockey and, and those three have some great chemistry. Uh, they excite me when, when it comes to playoff time because if if Barkov is up against the top line and Huberto is up against the second line, I don't see a lot of third lines around the league that are gonna match up well with ours. Um, it, it could be a, a Pittsburgh situation where they had that HBK line that pretty much carried them to a cup when you had, uh, I wanna say it was Benino Hagelin and Kessel. Um, we i feel like we have the makings of that kind of third line that can really lead the play uh, when the other two the top two lines are are canceled
0: out by other star players yeah and 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 for sure there is a uh, there there is definite there if top nine scoring um it, it has to be more than just the top two lines and the Panthers have been really showing all season and um there was a there's a tweet um out on points uh, for all the rookie scores and of course Lundell missing 15 games, uh, and I calculated his uh, point pace on what it would be for a uh, a uh, an 82 game season, and it's 59, and just short of what Michael Bunting is doing right now in Toronto. So just goes to show, and he's almost at 20 goals as well. So gotta give a lot of credit to what Anton Lundell is doing centering that third line and on on a on a contending team too so, so that's the beautiful beautiful thing about it great great pick by Bill Zito in his very first draft as a GM of the Florida Panthers but we're going to talk a little bit about Alexander Barkov getting um three goals in this one a hat trick to set the franchise excuse me a personal record a career high in uh goals um for for uh, for himself um and we're also going to talk about some of the little mistakes and probably a lack of composure Um, from Mackenzie Weger in the next segment. But first, we're gonna tell you all about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm fresh, seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week. They also arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or the farmer's market. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Lockdown16 and use code Lockdown16 to get 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Lockdown16 and use code Lockdown16 to get up to 16 meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen today. make sure you listen to the Locked On Now podcast, which is nightly, nightly recaps from every NHL host from every game. So, Jacob, uh, gonna pull a little bit of a comment right here. Uh, from one of the people um listeners on the live stream, uh Gator Rock Tim says, Weger, not a fan of him. Um, I mean I'm a fan of Uyghur. I still like Mackenzie Uyghur. Uh not the best game for him as far as, of course, um of course another delay of game penalty. We've seen this, we've we've seen this from time to time for Mackenzie Uyghur. And even though it wasn't a high stick penalty on Mackenzie Uyghur, even though it was called that, I don't agree with the call, but there is a time and place for composure for of course, Mackenzie Weger going to the box, hitting his stick um, towards the penalty box, gets a 10 minute misconduct um, in, in a in a in a time where you know it's a close game. You need one of your top um, top defensemen there, but man, the Florida Panthers were really able to bail um, bail out Mackenzie Weger after getting that 10 minute misconduct um, late into the third period.
1: Yeah, um, we've seen it a few times with Wieger this year where um, he's he's lost his composure a little bit and, and gets these misconducts. Um, he's he, he cares so much. He, he's such a passionate player on the ice. Um, and sometimes his emotions get the best of him a little bit. Um, you, you can't do what, what he did there at the end, banging your stick on the glass and getting yourself tossed from that game. It, come playoff time, that would be completely unacceptable. Um, also, he has to be aware that he doesn't wear an A or a C. So the refs tend not to let the guys who don't have have an A or a C on their jersey talk as much. Uh, you have a much shorter leash in those conversations, and Weger has to be aware of that. He's, he's a veteran now. He's got to know that. Um, but yeah, he, he puts his body on the line so much, and he, he takes all kinds of hits and blocks all kinds of shots. This time of year, I'm sure I'm sure he's, he's dinged up, and, and when your body starts to not break down but when you start to take those knocks here uh you you can rely a little bit too much on on overthinking and i feel like he does that from time to time um Mm -hmm. ekblad coming back is going to make a big difference for him so i don't think we have too much to worry about come playoff time um but yeah i mean losing your composure at the end of the game you just can't have that happen
0: yeah and um speaking of ekblad he was skating he made the trip with the team and he was skating um with the Panthers at UBS arena still no update on whether he would, um, arrive, um, early for the playoffs or next round. And Bruno talked to also about how they don't want to rush him and his body is going to be ready, uh, when it's ready. So I also think about the situation for Mackenzie Weger. I'm, and I could also understand the frustrations as well. Um, just looking at the time of the penalty for, um, for, for the New York Islanders at the time, um, it was, it was a delay of game by Kyle, Kyle Palmieri and it and 15 seconds into that power play, where you're thinking, getting getting the man advantage, um, and and putting them in a little bit of a scramble with that man advantage, and now it was taken away in a in a call that you didn't think that you should have had. So I kind of get the frustration there as well, uh, for Mackenzie Weegar because 15 seconds, I mean, less than five minutes left, it's it's crunch time for for this team and um the fact that the florida panthers um were on the verge of possibly a 10 game winning street snap i can kind of understand it as well yeah definitely he was he was
1: justified in being angry um 100 it was a bad call there's no other way to, to put it it's a bad call at a horrible time in the game um that's going to happen sometimes so the fact that the panthers were able to battle back from it uh that's huge but in weger's case you have to have to relax there's you're going to be out of the box in two minutes and there's still going to be plenty of time on the clock so you have to just take it on the chin for a minute and and come back from it but um you know they bailed him out and and we and we move on but um yeah definitely not a thing you want to see happen come playoff time and it'll be good for him to get ekblad back as his d partner we'll see his game turn around a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that was the one and only power play through those 15 seconds that um Andrew Burnett put the four F one D in that game. And, and I, I could also understand the frustration from Andrew Burnett as well, but four on four, that situation created a four on four. And the goal that Barkoff scored, we talked about it. Just um, you mentioned it just earlier. You, the, the shift by Barkoff, uh, lots of offense, lots of possession, in the offensive zone. First Barkoff gets a, 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 uh, a dish to Ben Schrott at the top of the point. It's saved the b- puck scrambled Barkov gets it again. Shoots. There's a little bit of a, he shoots from the left circle. There's a scramble and you see Barkoff slowly moving to his right, to the slot to just get ready. He's saying, if that puck is coming towards me, it's some, if it somehow bounces, I'm getting, I'm, I'm shooting it in and he wasted no time. Uh, and, and that, that, that very important goal to tie the game. The, the, a career high in goals with 36 his previous career high of 35 in the 2018-2019 season uh for Barkov and just continuing to be that example on the ice when you're when your team needs a goal the most um he's there and just the the captain doing it with a hat trick tonight getting the game winner in overtime be with a beautiful pass as Barkov is skating Um, into the zone as well. And then I don't know if you saw the freeze frame of Jonathan Huberto towards the end, but he had his hands on his head like that in shock that Barkov was able to get the puck and go backhand on Sorokin for the game winners. So just to continue to be a great example, Barkov scoring the goals. And of course, Hubie distributing them. And also after the game, um, Barkov talked with Katie Goss talking about a photo for his uh, record-setting goal. And Barkov said... uh, it's, it, he's used to it by now. I'm paraphrasing his word. I, I don't know the exact words, but the example that those two continue to have is just, uh, it's reflecting on the rest of this team. Yeah,
1: that, that post-game interview was pretty funny. Um Katie asked him if Huberdeau was going to be in the, the picture with the, the record-breaking puck, and he just said, it's automatic. So, <laughs> yeah, um, those are words. yeah, the, those two are, they're just electric to watch right now. Um The, just recapping all three of those goals. The first one, it's it's elite level patience to wait until that shooting lane opens up. It's and he's not a defenseman, so it's not even like he normally shoots from there. Uh his hockey IQ is off the charts on that one. Uh second one, like you said, he just kind of gradually slides into that open space, hoping a puck comes to him and and Gudis makes an excellent play to kick that to Barkov. I didn't know Gudis had that in his offensive uh repertoire there, uh to kick one out to, to Barkov but um, yeah, just waiting in the perfect spot, perfect timing. Timing is everything. And then mm-hmm. the third goal is just ridiculous. Um, he, he gets in on the breakaway uh, off that hurried pass. You have maybe half a second to make a decision what you're going to do with that
0: puck. And he waves the stick and back ends it. it was uh, That was pretty special. Mm-hmm. And also on that first goal, I want to go back a little bit. Um, that first goal that um, Barkov had. Just on the other end, the New York Islanders had a shorthanded chance going the other way, and Barkov had a back check to stop the rush. um not and not even allow a shot attempt as well. And then they yeah. go the other way. Um, and, and also th- th- just incredible what Barkov was able to do. And of course, um once again, one hundred and sixteen points right now, Colorado does earn own the tiebreaker in um the President's trophy race with more regulation wins. Now twelve and two in overtime for this Florida Panthers team. So more often than not, this, uh, when it's getting to overtime you get three on three hockey, this Florida Panthers team is going to find different ways to win. Uh, n- not the same when it goes to a shootout, but, uh, being three and four, but, uh, the, the Florida Panthers are doing a great job at ending games and not allowing it to get to shootouts. And that goal was just 20 seconds in. I mean, think about the, the different times that they had, um, a goal within like a, not even 30 seconds i mean the one that comes to mind is the carolina game with aaron eckblad uh, scoring um as well so just it, it's quick the way this florida panthers team is able to score on on 3 on 3 when when we get we when we get into overtime so just great win 20 again once again 23 um, a record of 23 um games on the road to to win um this this season as the Florida Panthers set another record so just incredible um this team is so much fun to watch playoffs are around the corner six games left we're now starting to see the playoff um posters outside of FLA Live Arena um and just uh it it, it's it's almost that time it's and it's just exciting
1: yeah definitely um they've it seems like they've really come into their own and it's top to bottom up and down the lineup. The defense is starting to take shape and they're not giving up as many goals. That was the big question mark. Uh, we got two goaltenders that are, that are feeling it right now. Um, Barkov seems to have a shoot first mentality and he's racking up the goals now and uh were tearing it up on uh, in points. Giroux has been excellent. So uh, we, and, and we have a, a good chance to break the franchise record for, for wins in a row. So it's, uh, it, the momentum, they're they coming down the stretch red hot right now. It's, it's a really good really good place to be at um, heading into the postseason. I feel like last year there was a lot of excitement about that, the battle for, for the Sunshine State uh, series. But I feel like this year we have just as much, if not more, excitement because the, the league has not seen an offense like this in, in 25 plus years. Um, so it, they, there's so much hype and the building is rocking. It's, it's going
0: to be a really fun time. For sure. Um, And I'm having, I'm having a blast. Um, That's for sure. And I'm, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier um, for sure. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about um, the state of the Atlantic, the East. We have some clinching scenarios for for Thursday night as the Florida Panthers uh, welcome in the Detroit Red Wings for their final visit to FLA live arena. and, and, and we got so much to talk about in, in the last segment, but we're first gonna talk to you all about Bill Bar. And this is the time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, then you're missing out on Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, cinnamon, churro, marshmallow, coconut, banana cream pie, so good. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. At Bilt Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Third and final segment here on the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So a great night for South Florida sports teams. Once again, um, don't know what the final score of what of the Marlins uh, game was um, don't um I that that game of this all three South Florida teams the the Marlins right now were the least of my worries uh, they lost the Cardinals uh, five to one but the Florida Panthers win and the Miami Heat go up to nothing over the Atlanta Hawks I see you wearing a vice jersey uh, I got I got something for you to see uh, Jacob uh, I got some Miami heat socks on uh, right here. So, so celebrating as well myself uh, with wearing the, wearing the socks uh, there. So good, good night for um, the South Florida sports scene um, there, but let's also talk about um, clinching scenarios uh, for the Florida Panthers. Um, when the Detroit Red Wings come to town, here are the following clinching scenarios, which I tweeted at my personal account at Mondo man 12 um, and, Goes as follows: So, a Florida Panthers win and a loss of any kind by the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very important game in the um, in the Atlantic, with determining home ice advantage for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Even though they lost in regulation against Detroit, and Toronto um, won uh, tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers, which Keith Ando had a little bit of an embarrassing moment uh, on 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 a goal by the toronto maple leafs and here's the second one an overtime loss by the panthers against detroit and a regulation loss by the toronto maple leafs against the tampa bay lightning so it right right now right now we're at that point with a week of week left of the season and you have an opportunity to clinch as early as thursday for the top spot in the east i think the first scenario is more likely to happen of course because the Florida Panthers had all their overtime losses this season have been on the road, so they haven't had a single overtime loss um, in, in at FLA Live Arena. Oh, and uh Jacob, do you want to know the record of the Florida Panthers since they went on that um, three-game home losing streak?
1: Uh, I think I know it. I think I know it. Uh, I'm going to take a guess before you tell me. Is it
0: 22 and one? Correct. 20. 20- two and one and they doubled the amount of losses just in that little stretch of time in late February. They, they, they go on that Western um, road trip in California and Vegas um, as, as, as well in the middle of that, they have a Canadians um, trip in there. Um, and of course, um, come, comebacks as well in New Jersey, come back at home against Toronto. It's just, and this wasn't this wasn't a team that hadn't faced adversity. You would think 22 and one, and this team not facing any type of adversity. You think about Nashville um, on the road uh, just recent recently, their home game against John Gibson and the Anaheim Ducks, um, where they had to claw another win, and their game against um, the New York Islanders, yet another win on the road, where their opposition scores first. Alexander Barkov's game-winning goal was their first and only lead of the night. Once again, clawing out a win, um, even, even when it's close. So all the questions around the fa- Panthers fan base about whether this team has the ability to win close games, I think this past few weeks gives you your answer.
1: Yeah, they've won in pretty much every fashion imaginable um, just in the past few weeks. We've seen them blow teams out. We've seen them have to come back from insane deficits, especially, uh, obviously, the New Jersey game. But the Toronto one sticks out quite a bit. Um, it, it's They're doing it so many different ways. We've seen them lock it down and give up one goal, two goals. We've seen a few shutouts mixed in. It's uh, it They can win in pretty much any way imaginable. Um, Honestly, I, I, don't see, I, I don't see what the all the questions are really about. I feel like it's not coming from the Panthers fan base. Uh, it, it feels like it's mostly based on history, and this is not the same Panthers team we've seen. So um, the only thing left for them to do is just to prove it in the playoffs, and I feel like this team is built to do that. Um, and, and I feel like we're also clinching at a really good time if it does happen Thursday. Um, not, not to say that it will. Weird things happen in hockey, but if, if they manage to clinch Thursday, a good time to do it you don't have to expend too much and and risk a whole lot against tampa or toronto which are going to be heated intense games and i'd definitely like to see us rest some guys for the back-to-back to to end the year so um it it, it feels like the stars are aligning for
0: a really really strong entrance into the postseason this year Mm -hmm, for sure and crazy thing is as much as the Panthers might want to give some rest, especially to their goalies. Um, We might see Jonas Johansson make one, maybe two starts um, down the stretch uh, of the season. But now in this game with Jonathan Huberto having three assists in this one, all of them on um, um, Barkoff's um, goals, one of them a secondary assist, the other two primary um, assists. But now he leads the race for the Art Ross at 111, just one over Connor mcdavid and he's now three over johnny gaudreau so now now you we start to wonder is jonathan huberto going to go for uh the art ross and play every single game from here on out is the coaching staff going to allow him to do so how much does he want that record how important is that record for jonathan huberto um it it, for of course for us it's a good story but how you, we also gotta think about how important is it to them or how important rest is. I mean, Jonathan Huberdeau didn't play in the last game last, se- um, last season against Tampa Bay. So it's just something that this uh, coaching staff and Jonathan Huberdeau got to weigh on um, in the next week. Yeah, definitely. It's something to
1: keep an eye on. Um, Huberdeau doesn't seem like the type who who cares too much about it. Um, it. He just wants to win. So I could see him resting, but by the same token, these are not opportunities you get a whole lot of chances at. Um, leading the Art Ross at this stage in the season over Connor McDavid, that that's an opportunity that we may or may not ever see him have again. So it's, I feel like if you're in that position, you have to go for it. But um, winning is obviously top priority. So if they feel it's in his best interest to rest, then uh, you rest him a game or two. And that's not to say he won't win it, but um, it, it limits the chances a little bit it doesn't take anything away from his season and uh, i think at the same time the panthers as a team are going to have a same a very similar question as it relates to the president's trophy um do they keep their foot on the gas and play everyone the whole way in an effort to win that president's trophy over colorado or do we just let them have it It, these are questions
0: we're going to have we're going to find out the answers to in the next couple weeks for sure and um a lot of the games in the next uh, few days. Um, that the Panthers are playing versus, um, and also the Avs. Um, These next few ones are on Panthers off days. So the Panthers will get to see what the Colorado Avalanche are doing in their games to see, you know, keep an eye out on them. Alexander Barkov after the game talked about how they don't really talk about the president's uh, trophy. Um, So it's just about continuing to create good habits, creating to start, continue to experiment um, little itty bitty things uh, before the this team is ready. So just uh, but of course, their eye is going to be continue to be on the on the Colorado avalanche. And I actually ran a poll today on the on the locked on uh, Panthers uh, page for for whether the fans want to have um, want to have the pre- get the president's trophy. Uh want the Panthers to win the president's trophy, excuse me. And m- the answers might surprise you of what the results actually turned out to be. Um, 75% of the people who voted on the poll that I ran wrote yes that they want the president's trophy. Um, I've I'm indifferent about it, but I'm I was surprised that it was that much of a margin of the fans that want uh the president's trophy trophy. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. But um again, I said it yesterday um that the pan- there's no guarantee that the Colorado Avalanche will make it to the Stanley Cup final. Worry about that stuff when it gets there. Just continue to if you start to look out externally at everything else, it's going to affect how you play in this moment and it's going to affect how this team's this team's ability to stay present.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a situation where I don't want them looking at the standings. We, we heard um, Andrew Burnett a couple days ago um, when they got the win streak up to ten. He didn't even realize it was ten games. Uh, they, they had just been going a game at a time. Which I don't know if you believe that he didn't, wasn't aware it was ten games or not, but it just shows that it's not important to them. Um, so don't don't worry about Colorado. Um, I personally, this might be a hot take, but I personally don't even think Colorado makes it to the final this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they look really good, but I think Calgary is going to be the team that gives them a ton of trouble with their play style. Um, I, I think Calgary or Minnesota could come out of the West, but that's that's for another discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would love to see a Panthers-Avalanche final, a uh, rematch of 96, and, and avenging that loss would be a storybook ending. But um, as far as the President's Trophy goes, I kind of side with the 75% that wants it. We're, Pan- we're panthers people we have not won a whole lot of stuff in the history of the franchise so uh, if you if you have a president's trophy within reach go get it I, i'm i think you go get it um i don't buy into the president's trophy is cursed
0: thing it, it it's a trophy that's there for the taking go get it you still have to play the games on the ice regardless of whether you uh win the president's trophy or not that's really that's really why i'm i don't i, I i'm i don't really believe in the superstition but i kind of get it all at the same time so um and there was a the florida panthers um before we wrap up the florida panthers actually um invited season ticket holders to fla live arena um today to paint the ice and um there was one florida panthers fan who wrote unfinished business um panthers versus avalanche and it's weird to say unfinished business when it's 26 years since um they matched up, so I mean, how how many fans are still alive um from the people who watched um watch this team? So it's kind of weird seeing that, but I kind of get it all at the same time. But hey, that'll be a cool story and and a cool conversation topic for NHL fans just to also compare the different eras of hockey from '96 to now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that Colorado team was an
1: absolute powerhouse. Um, now I wasn't even born yet, like like you said. <laughs> there's a huge segment of Panthers fans and Avalanche fans who weren't even alive for that. But um, we know that team was a powerhouse. They had Patrick Waugh, and they they just seemed like they were going to run the league. Yeah, they were just going to run the league for for however long they wanted to, and, and they ran into some Detroit teams. But um, this this seems like two teams that could be on a collision course for a Stanley Cup final, and, man, that would be one heck of a story to to bring back um, memories of that 96 team in, in that series so uh, that that's the opponent I want I wanted I'm a big believer in to be the best you got to beat the best and I think Colorado is the best hockey team in the league outside of Florida so I, I would I would love to see that that would be fantastic and what a marketing tool for the league to to have a rematch of such an iconic final and be able to bring that back in in 2022 it's that'd be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and I also think about the two teams where they were, and um, and right now we're recording this on April nineteenth. It's going to be aired on um, April twentieth. But April nineteenth um, was the on on in on April nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Wayne Heizinga officially named the newest franchise of the NHL at the time, the Florida Panthers. So you talk about that ninety six final with a team just coming into the league in the Florida Panthers the Colorado avalanche just moving recently from Quebec to Colorado and, and making it to Stanley cup final. So that's, those were other storylines at at the time as well. And just recreate, recreating that would just be incredible and definitely would love, would love to see. And it would, it would make for um, good storylines. And And, and and another, another
1: point on that. Um, Another storyline that i feel like no one has really mentioned as far as that goes if we do end up with colorado in the final that's mckinnon versus barkov number one and number two from that draft Um and battling it out to see which one of the two of them we get the stanley cup first that would be that would be awesome don't forget
0: landis and um hubert over back picks too um, correct as well so that 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 was a that that was another um that was another one uh, i i don't remember which year rantanen was drafted I'm, I'm not sure if he was in the same draft as ekblad 2015 15, 20, okay yeah, he was the yeah. year after so yeah okay but it, it's cool how they those two were those t- um four iconic players of landeskog uh mckinnon huberdo and barkoff back to back picks so that that too so that that's that's a good point jacob for sure um but jacob Another successful Wyman's Wednesday, a record uh, a record for the Panthers on the road with 23 wins, spark off a career high in goals, and just continuing to build um, off this incredible season by the Panthers. So thank you once again for joining uh, this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online and your work. Yeah, you can find me on pantherparkway.com and on
1: Twitter at JacobWynans8. Uh, yeah, you, you hit it. I'm getting kind of spoiled now. It seems like every time I come on here, it's after a win. Um, so uh, hopefully that continues. And also, you touched on it, but definitely got to shout out the, the Miami Heat tonight, too. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Barkov carried his team, and so did Jimmy. 45 points in a 2 0 lead.
0: Heat, heat for sure. Go, Heat. Go, Panthers. Um, for sure. Um, South Florida. Enjoy this, enjoy this, uh, because this is a a great, a great ride that this uh, that this uh, region is definitely going through. Um, So thank you, Jacob, once again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And if you like what you're hearing. Please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time. The Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Ronan and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarma so Wanda Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.